welcome everybody to the new installment of the Second Floor Podcast. Sweet I'm spot. with our very first guest in our new area today. I'm with the CEO of Revival Apparel, RVL. I'm sure a lot of people have been seeing it around in gyms, on the streets. This is a local brand that has really been developing a strong presence for itself. And I'm personally very happy that I'm bringing Steve Liang, the CEO today, to discuss details on how he started the Revival brand, what his Revival story is, and also just to share some insights on how to really know what it's like to be owning a successful local clothing clothing brand <laughs> in the you. city. Well, thanks for having me, boys. Yeah, no problem, man. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. First thing I'm going to ask you, Steve, is what is your Revival story? Oh, man, you're in for a long one. Right off the hop here. <laughs> Um, you know, with my revival story, um, this whole, this whole brand is my own revival story, right? And this is a, the special thing about the name itself. And, you know, first when we, we, when I was looking at the brand name, it, it was kind of corny at first, you know, when you read something, you're like, oh man, like, eh, that doesn't fit. But with my own revival story, like this whole brand has started from me being, being, a um, not happy with my life. Right. And like a lot of people, you know, they're not happy with their, their fitness or, you know, their careers and stuff like that. That's what kind of actually got me started uh, with the whole revival thing. And my story actually just started from, right, right from the get-go, um, graduating out of school. And I have a geomax engineering degree with, uh, you know, GIS on top of it. You know, spent some, quite a bit of money and time with, uh, in school. But uh, I was just never happy, right? I was like, so... All my boys, we're all young professionals. We got accountants, we got uh, dentists on the way, we got, I don't know, who knows what. We got like a whole crew of these young professionals, but yeah. we're, you know, making money and, but things we're going out every single weekend. Uh, we were going out, you know, three days a week, sometimes four days a week. Yeah. Uh, drunk on a Tuesday, <laughs> going to work the next day, hungover, and then I'd be drunk again Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, and yeah, just kind of really hit like lows in my life. Yeah. And, I just wanted to get out of it. I just didn't know how to. I had conversations with my boys. You know, one of them that Demon didn't drink, he was, uh, you know, he was Mormon. And he, we'd have conversations in the car and while I'm drunk and just be like, like, man, what, what do we do? What do we do? And uh, just never, couldn't get out of it. So um, at some point I was actually working for an engineering company and uh, I met my ex-business partner and I was kind of in my lows in my life. and. And he's like, come train with me, yeah. come to the gym. I'm like, cool. Okay. Uh, and I uh, started like one or two days a week and then go three days a week and then four days a week. And then I actually went seven days a week and, uh, started training pretty hard and I started falling in love with it. And, um, and, uh, would, like, you know, I'd be there Friday nights yeah. and people were like, man, what are you doing here? Like, you shouldn't be out doing things. And I actually cut out drinking for almost a year, if not a little oh, longer. Wow. Right. Like I, I wouldn't say I lost friends, but like there were certain ties that kind of were, were lost because yeah. I wasn't doing my thing. And, uh, but I, I was in love with it. And, um, and at some point I was like, you know what, how do I, how do I monetize this? I was spending so many hours in the gym every night, two to three hours, meeting all these people, you know, working out, having a good time. But it's like, you know, where, where, where can I make some money out of it? And uh, the big things that were coming up were like, personal training and meal prep. I was like, well, I'm not a personal trainer. You know, I'm not really motivated to do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have a, 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 
I want to do food, right? Like there is no, there's no enjoyment. Like yeah. I love to eat food, but to cook food, yeah. no, like I'm <laughs> waiting. And uh, so that, that was the kind of start of it there. And then um, I saw this brand out of California and I credit them a lot because they actually inspired me a lot. And uh, it's called Live Fit. Mm-hmm. The owner is like Randall Pitch out of uh, California there, uh, Long Beach. Sweet. And he's quite the story himself, right? Yeah. Getting started, he's you know another Asian dude that like started. He's got a multi million dollar brand right now. Like wow. he signs like all these you know big top end athletes. Yeah. And I looked at him. I'm like, man, this guy's got my style. This guy's you know like he's driving the cars I want. He's got you know the black and white everything. And like he, I'm like, this guy's sick. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do I, how do I like you know like actually honestly the question was why the fuck not me? Yeah. Right. And I looked at his thing. I'm like, hey. Let's go back, check out his Instagram. How do you do it? Yeah. Right? I mean, his different his story is very different from mine. But, um, but yeah, with like seeing his stuff, I, you know, I was like, you know what? I love clothes. You know, I've always, like, even as a kid, you know, mom showed me the mall. Yeah. And I was like, hey. Let's Look at all the brands. Yeah, showing right? me the brands, but also, like, like, hey, this is how you frugal and, you know, do different things. And uh, I was like, you know what? This guy's got my style. I'm like, why not create something that I would wear for myself? Nice. And that's where the brand really started from. And uh, yeah, next thing I know, I was like, I created my first 80 hats and um, and started selling them on my trunk. No way. I started selling them on my trunk. I had a little O2 Honda Civic, that, or not Honda Civic, Lexus IS 300. Yeah. Uh, driving around town and I'd sell hats before work, after work, during work, yeah. um, you know, on my phone all day. And that transpired me to like, do something with it and like I didn't know what it was but like um this is where like the the name was associated with yeah, the hats already exactly and you felt like that would be the first product that you'd kind of just sell out out yeah. of your trunk kind of thing so a lot of people like um like during the time like I created this pretty cool logo and like you know like the name revival actually got put in the background yeah people are uh, referred us as rvl rvl yeah. you know where do i get these rvl hats because that's what you can see as a logo yeah. right i didn't really brand it as revival and then um people asked her asking me like oh yeah like you know why are you selling these hats mm-hmm. you know what motivated you so i'm like you know what honestly i hated what i did for a living and a lot of people do right now and yeah. this is why they associate really well with the brand True. and like you know being 28 years old so many people are coming to me like oh man like you had to do this awesome thing i'm like well Four years ago, I hated what I did for a living, right? And now it's like, this is all I do, right? And uh, so that's kind of the, the, the general basis of like, the whole revival story. Of course. Right? That's super um, neat. Yeah, and I just really gave up on, you know, like needing to, to go and drink and different, like, do different things to make myself happy, right? Yeah. And this brand, you know, like a lot, it's as cheesy as say, it, it really saved my life. Right, like I mean, a lot of people have different things, and uh, but that's you know this is that started my revival story. Isn't that crazy though? Because you know when you say that, it's so relatable. Because I can't help but think about so many people who they they become what their job description makes them out Absolutely. to be. And guess what? Your job, if you're working full time job and minimum, that's forty hours a week. That's one third of your life. Exactly. And in that one third of your life, you're probably going to have to make some adjustments to shape who you need to be in that role. And then maybe someone similar to you, right? They get out of that work zone and they feel like they're still who they were at work. 
And don't get me wrong, there's a level of professionalism that comes with that, but then they need to drink to numb themselves yeah. to, like, snap out of it. Yeah, but it's also, too, is that you're also afraid to face the truth of where you're at. Yeah, that too. Like, you, you hate your job, but you don't want to face, like, the fear of what what's next, yeah. or what do I do about this? Nobody wants to face that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't want to face it, and then they get into what we call midlife crisis, exactly. yeah. where it gets so quarter life or quarter life, <laughs> and you get so into this point where it you're in a crisis, and at that yeah. point, then things may change or whatever. Of course, so, yeah. yeah. And it, it's so neat how Steve, you reached that point where you went, you know what? Screw this! I'm gonna fix this. Oh yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And when you when you did that throughout the process, I want to know where the slogan fit in. So when that happened was it immediately when you started selling the hats or did this come into play afterwards you know what? actually the first slogan that came out uh was like what's your revival story right Thanks. and that's where we started connecting with a lot of people like you know our our main slogan right now is work hard stay humble but the first initial one was like what's your what's your what is your revival story yeah. and that's where we connected to a lot of people who you know for me it was my job it was like you know that creating a need to party and all that kind of stuff like that like i've you know, we party, it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. you go to Vegas and do dumb stuff. <laughs> um, but the, initially, like, with everyone was, like, a lot of health things, right? Uh, we connected a lot of people who, uh, you know, were overweight. And they're like, you know what? This helped me get, build the confidence to be in the gym. That's awesome. And just like, you know what? Seeing you grind, we will grind too, right? Which is pretty neat. And it's, it, thinking back on it, like, sometimes it's, it's kind of cheesy to say. Yeah. But like, it's little small things that you're you motivate somebody else. Like when I started the gym, I was maybe 150 pounds soaking wet. I played soccer all my life and I had no muscle on me. Really? I go to the gym and like, you know, push a couple pounds. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got to pump in. (laughs) Do that for a month. And then like next month I give up because you're just like not motivated. But this, like this brand has kept me in line. Like, you know, nobody wants, you know, for a fitness company, for one, like, can't be a fat CEO of a fitness yeah. brand company, right? Yeah, was, word. I kind of laugh at that sometimes, right? And I was like, you know what? This is like a thing, you know, but then I fell in love with the gym. So I don't mind going. Like, right now I'm going twice a day, right? Yeah. When I can. And, um, but yeah, and I mean, like the slogan, and then all of a sudden, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, you're just, this, you're a nice guy. And, uh, you know, and then I don't try to talk about too much, too, too much of my past and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, you know, they're like, you work so hard and all stuff like that. And I was like, you know what, like this whole description is like part of me. And, you know, I was like, you know what, like just, you know, if you're able to work hard and, you know, keep it in the background, right? Like nobody, you know, yeah, like the grind looks nice. And nowadays everyone, everything's on social media, right? Everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm going to the gym, take a selfie. (laughs) I I do that too, because it's kind of funny, right? Like I kind of just poke, poke at it, but at the same time, nobody like, they do it for the wrong reasons almost, mm-hmm. right? You buy a nice car or, you know, a lot of like brands or nowadays, all they show is like a hot model and a nice car. I'm like, well, how do you relate to that? Yeah. You know, how, like me and you, we might not drive a Lambo in our life. Like we might not, or not, might not own one, mm-hmm. but like these brands are pushing, oh yeah, you can, you know, you can have this Lambo life. It's not real. Yeah. So that's where like the whole still going to work, I say humble came into play too. That's super neat. Yeah. And it's a fine line between both. It's crazy because I can't help but just share my story of how I relate. I wear your your band, which is, man, the coolest thing ever, right? Thanks, because man. when I play jujitsu, I see this in front of me every day, right? So when yeah. I'm rolling, sometimes, you know, you're probably in a dominant position. And what do I see? 
I'll, I'll look at my yeah. arm and I'll say, stay humble. And I'll be like, okay, Kenny, just, just calm yeah. down, right? Like, well, you need to get all, so get your yeah. ego in a trip yeah. here, right? Like, stay cool. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll be in a position where I'm getting shit kicked, right? Like, yeah. I'll have somebody about to arm bar me and I'm like looking at my arm and I'm like, work hard, yeah. right? Yeah. Again, besides all of the cheesiness, yeah. I personally find that your slogan fits the brand so well. Thank you. Right, and I find as a business owner, there probably is nothing harder in the drawing board room when you're sitting down with your execs, or you're sitting down with your team, or yourself, and you're yeah. going, "Okay, well, one thing is the brand name. Now I have to think about the slogan." Yeah. Right. I mean, we look at Nike. Just do it again. Great example of two things that just fit so well. Yeah. So, how did that kind of come into play when you realize that that is going to be the slogan, that is going to identify so well with the brand, especially after when you've thought, okay. So what is your revival story yeah. is, is something that needs to be kind of adjusted in a way. I think it, just, it really became my personality, right? Whereas like, um, you know, we, we don't, we live in, you know, Edmonton where we have a lot of blue collar people, right? And, you know, we're not flashy. Um, you know, some people are, but like, we're not a flashy city. It's you're true. not living in LA where, you know, you got to pull up in a Lambo to feel good about yourself or whatever it is. But with, with us here is like, you know, if you... If you're able to showcase that you're like, hey, you're working class, you know, you're like, whatever you do, you're trying to achieve something, you're trying to build something in your life, then, you know, you're, you're able to relate a lot better with everybody. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I just personally, I believe like, like there's just so much more than just being like flashy and being, you know, being like, you know, a lot of times you've been content with what you're doing. Yeah. Right. And, uh. Like, I'm so lucky to get to do what I get to do that there's nothing I can do to not be humble. Yeah. Right? Because, like, you know, I'm 20 years old, rediscovered it, like, a, a second career after I paid all his money for education. Yeah. And get to do things like this on a Sunday night, whereas everyone else is, like, you know, like, fuck, you know, what, I got to get ready for Monday. Yeah. And get, like, you know, Monday just sucks for them. Yeah. Right? I actually saw... Um, uh, I think a while ago when I first started the brand and reaching to photography side, like the quote was Mondays don't suck your job does <laughs> that's so true that's a good one right? I like, I like that. that and it, it was such a funny picture because it was actually taken by my buddy Stefan and uh, it was like I always laugh because I look at it and it's like kind of over edited a little bit but I'm like that picture itself is in my mind all the time yeah right wow. and and then it relates back to the whole work. I'd say humble thing because it's like, okay, well, Monday morning, I'm excited to go to the warehouse. Yeah. And, you know, I got people who want to buy my product, which is like insane to me. I'm creating something for myself that I love to wear. And like, that's the one thing with the, the product line is that everything that I bring in is something that, except for the girl stuff, obviously, yeah. but I would love to wear this stuff. Yeah. And that's where like, um, you know, I'm so humbled by that. Yeah. You know, there, we, we've, I sold 4,000 hats on my trunk, right? That's huge. And we're probably closer to like, you know, I say 11, if not more, like thousand mark yeah. of how many hats we push up the door in the four, like three and a half, four year time span that we, we've been around here. Definitely. And, uh, luckily like we're more than just hats now, Yeah. but the fact that people want to buy my stuff, it cool still thing. blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, we go to I the think, sorry to cut you yeah. off there because it's so impactful, right? I think you could testify to this 
is the moment you start getting people to buy your product, whether then it was 4,000 and now it's amplified from that number, yeah. it almost makes you want to wake up the next day even more driven exactly. to keep pumping out more content, to keep getting more merchandise for that same audience or more exactly. people, like-minded individuals, yeah. to to just pay forward what you're bringing out. Exactly. Right? And like, that's why we keep it, like we try to keep it interesting and you know, we want to showcase like people who have done, like you know, yourself, you, you showcase your revival story. And I want to like show that to everybody else yeah. because that, like that was very humbling to see. You even, you wearing a shirt on the, the video itself, I was like, you know, that's where I'm very humbled by that. And of course. you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty cool to see. It's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah and I, I think that's where it kind of like, it gets right in the feels, right? And yeah. I wanted to ask you, like, do you have a revival story in mind or maybe just a particular, like, VIP customer that you've had or have that just you'll never forget, that kind of makes you stay humble in those moments and you go, wow, like, it's for these kind of customers. You know what? I have I a lot uh, of those stories and I think it'd probably take me forever to tell all of them. But, yeah. I mean, like, in short form, there's, you know... First one that kind of sticks out is uh, one of my athletes, Kenzie. Uh, she's out of Calgary, and I've never had this before, but she wrote me an essay on why she become an RVL or revival athlete. And this is like when I had no website, no nothing. Like it was just hats. There's no ladies wear, and yeah. she's like wanted to be part of the team. And with her, like she's um, not to expose her sort of too much, but she's celiac, right? Yeah. And she has a lot of difficulties in her life, and you know, but she's learned to overcome them, and. Um, that's kind of Kenzie's story there and she's like and she wrote an essay to be part of the team that's for cool. me to send a couple hats and a t-shirt to her right yeah um, and that was like three and a half years ago or actually yeah three and a half two three years ago yeah and then uh, recently we had a gentleman uh, uh, his name's Tony and he's actually Fort, out of Fort McMurray he's actually become this little icon now and he uh, well I actually heard a story on the news and he was working for Suncor at the time of the Fort McMurray fires. Oh, wow. And he was overweight, and he took like he took more than one seat to get him out of Fort Mac. And like, just kind of regurgitating the story, he actually felt so bad that he went and actually went and started losing weight. Oh, wow. Right? And uh, it was unreal, because if you actually look at him now, you would not recognize him. And it actually, made that big of a difference. Yeah, and he made that big of a difference. And he actually wrote a book recently. And uh, yeah, it's he's been on the news and he's been on a lot of things right now getting his publicity about it. And, you know, it's amazing because it's like, you know, for a guy to do that. And um, so, yeah, and I ended up uh, like sending him some shirts. Just, you know, That's cool. Just like, me did that. Yeah, just it was nothing. Not Like I, I told him, I was like, hey, man, this isn't for advertising. This is this is for you. Like yeah. you did something amazing. And if you look at ever look at his pictures, because yeah. um, they're all over the internet now, but he was you don't recognize him. Yeah. No, he was he was huge, right? Like I think, he, like I think somebody was telling me like I didn't uh, fully listen to everything, but it was like he took a, like two or three seats, right? Yeah. Wow. Instead of just one. And then the guilt he must have he felt. Had, yeah. Exactly. The guilt right? of like you know, another person or two people could have got on the plane, but he could like. He took the little spots. Yeah. Right. So that was that was a big thing. But it's um, what he did after that that really exactly. amazes me. Crazy that spark. Yeah. Right. That spark. That, that little, was insane. Right. In in someone's head to change their entire life. Oh crazy. exactly. And then like the other ones like you know we get um, like some pretty crazy stories. I mean people traveling, and like they'll meet each other, 
just through the logo itself. That's like, sweet. You know, outside like, of Canada. <laughs> yeah, outside of Canada. Like, we've had wow. it uh, in Mexico. Like, yeah, Joel, uh, older gentleman, um, uh, Rob there. And he's like, man, like, I met these people out in Mexico wearing, uh, while I was wearing her hat. And this is the first time this ever happened to me. Like, the very first time. And uh, he's like, yeah, they came up to me and they're like, hey, you're from Edmonton, aren't you? He's like, yeah, like, why? why? He's like, oh, the, the hat you're wearing. You know, I recognize that. Right? And then... Uh, We've had a lot of stories like that. I had friends I went to high school with. They met, or a, a girl I went to, uh, went to high school with. Yeah. She met somebody in Panama, because he was wearing the hat, and she, she approached him, and they, you know, and they said they went on a long walk on the beach together. That's right? cool. <laughs> Man, you're building really like relationships. Yeah. They're married now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't that. know what happened with them, but it was kind of funny that way. And uh, then recently, I had a gentleman, you know, send me a thing while he's in Thailand. There was a, a Thai lady that was connected, collecting RVL bracelets. What? In Thailand. Wow. And he gave her, her his hat. And, was like, and he took a picture with her. And I was like, and uh, it's John and Cody. And I was like, how did that happen? I know, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, this, like, this little Thai lady is connected, collecting your bracelets. Wow. And I just like, gave her her hat. I'm like, holy shit, like, that's crazy, right? Yeah. So just stuff like that where, you know, like I, I'm deeply humbled by that kind of stuff. Like, you know, yeah. it's... And you know, brands grown quite a, like quite a bit. It's gotten to different countries now. You know, we're in this like we have like sales rep in the states now. And awesome. Stuff like that and it's getting pushed throughout uh, eastern eastern Canada. We have a sales rep out there as well. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia, and then you know we actually had a gentleman uh, want to take us down to Australia. So That's he's like sweet. selling our merch out in Australia there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just there's uh, you know I'm, I'm very humble that kind of stuff. Yeah. So then. What's interesting now is to to get, to get a deep dive into knowing what your model is, mm-hmm. right? Like, for me, I understand just by being one of your sponsored athletes, yeah. knowing that, okay, you're in certain local shops in the city, yeah. you're heavily awareness-wise online through Shopify, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, there's some other ways that you're connected to other countries. Yeah. What What do you want to be in terms of where people find your product now? Mm-hmm. Like, what is the easiest way people can access it? Yeah. And, and where do you want to eventually take over in the market? Um, I mean, like, as we grow, it keeps changing. Yeah. Right? Um, at first, like when I first started the brand, I, I sold them out of my trunk, right? I sold 4,000 hats. And it was, like, it was the best part because I got to meet a lot of people. And that's where it started beginning to shape the, the brand. And then as I grew a little bigger, I was like, you know, I can't meet with 10 people in a day. Like, yeah. you know, with three, like, what better way to do that to get stores, right? So the first store I ever got into, I got it into Fort Saskatchewan, which is, like, 45 minutes out of Edmonton. Yeah. And uh, gentleman Adam, he, you know, was like, hey, man, I want to help you out. I'm like, perfect. This is awesome. Um, he started selling hats out of there. And then, you know, I was like, you know what? This is a good way. So we actually got into like all these small nutrition stores, right? So we get next one we got into the Iron Edge, and I became really good friends with uh, Raymond, who owns it, and now he has like four, three or four locations, right? So we're in every one of them, and then you know we started getting into different things like Gym Rat, and then we're in Herks now, and uh, slowly I want to get into, you know, as many cities as I can. Mm-hmm. Like Edmonton, we've been really fortunate to do you know, get, make the impact we have. Yeah. And then, so now it's like taking, going to different cities, making sure we, we make impact there and then clothing stores. But at the end of the day, you know, clothing stores or even nutrition stores aren't able to carry our entire product line. 
Mm-hmm. It does not make sense for them, right? Like, yeah. It's got to be, like, certain pieces. Yeah. So what ideally we like to do is, like, you know, get, get feelers out there, right? So when people go to an insurance store, like, you know, I forgot a shirt or I forgot a tank top. I'm going to buy one. And then they love the product or, you know, hear more about it or see more about it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know what? I want to outfit my rest of my closet with this. Yeah. And then now they, you know, they're able to go online and go with that kind of stuff like that. Like Sweet. e-commerce has gone such a big thing in our day and age. Huge. Right. Who wants to freeze their ass off in minus 30 and Not but, us, or else you can just order online. They'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Right. So that's, that's where, um, things have gone really good that way. And where I see the company, you know, it keeps changing. Yeah. Right. Um, I seen, you know, where Alphalete and like Gymshark, like they were, they were the same thing at one point, you know, some, yeah. was some kid that was selling shirts out of his house or just mailing them to athletes and stuff like that. And also now they're like $500 million company or whatever they are it's nowadays. Crazy. They're just insane. But if you asked him back then, you're like, Hey, you know what? Like, do you think this company would be as big as it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who knows what he would say, but I don't think he would know that, you know, his company has gone so far. Yeah. Right. And like it's it's pretty amazing to see even like Live Fit the guys that inspired me yeah. or inspired me how fast they've grown or like the influence they played yeah right so that's uh, I mean it's a very open ended question like as much as I would be like you know I want to be a hundred million dollar company you know that I I'm so realistic of course right yeah and like I was just thinking about that like being you know in Canada like you know I uh, I say we're kind of limited in certain aspects yeah. you know we're the size of Canada is like what 30 35 million people that's the state of California yeah right so you know you get that population into one place and you pushing it is a lot easier and like you know in California in the US 300 and some million people there's a Canada you're 35 million you know are they going to buy from a Canadian company or they want to buy from the US company when they're in the states yeah right? like how do you true when you look at it like that so but like being in a Canadian company, like we're, I'd say like we've grown pretty fast and pretty well. Yeah. Um, obviously I'd love to you know, explode and yeah. be this big, a big company, but of course. you know, we're, we're taking the gradual steps to get there. Yeah. You almost take that to your advantage, knowing exactly. that you're Canadian based yep. and being able to provide to the Canadian market primarily first exactly. before you would even consider yeah, exactly. doing it really big and in like, the States, right? Luckily, like, um, kind of even being smaller, like, this is like the upside is that you know we can test the market. We can test things. You know, you don't. People always talk about being an overnight success. There's no such thing. Yeah. But with being in Canada, you can like really be like, hey, you know what? Um, we'll release this, and we can do three hundred pieces or whatever it is. Whereas in the states, if you sell in one day, you're like, oh, I'm the next big thing, and then you release something else, and it doesn't sell. Right? Yeah. And you just like you. you there's a, such a hit or miss sometimes. Exactly. But within Canada, you just kind of test it, test it. Okay, you know what? Let's alter. Yeah. And, you know, who wants to go to a website that's, like, always sold out? Yeah. Right? And That's another thing. Yeah, and if you go to, like... supply say, and demand of your product. Exactly. Right? But, like, you go to Alphalete, they're always sold out of stuff. Right? It's because their market's so big. And then, but they haven't... I, personally, I don't think they've grown to the point where they're like, okay, you know what? We have enough inventory for the next six months. Yeah. Right. Or whatever it is, they they just have enough for their launch dates and sort of things like that. And see, and that's why I want to ask, right? Is for for the audience out there who's listening to this, and and you know, for the people who are excited to hear f- from your perspective, mm-hmm. you know, they they're hearing about or revival. You know, they want to hear from your perspective. 
And a lot of them are probably like, oh, I want to own my own t-shirt brand yeah. or, or I, I want to run my own clothing company and I want to hear from whoever's doing it the best in our city. Yeah. If, you know, for those young aspiring entrepreneurs that they want to be in the space in which you're in and whether it's through clothing or just starting up something that they're so hugely passionate about, mm-hmm. but they don't really know where to start. Yeah. What do you think are like the three most important things in your opinion that someone should know yeah. uh, before they decide to start and launch their product or service Okay. from your perspective um, after hearing all this because yeah. I, I only wonder this because I want to add Yeah. like you got really into numbers there and I bet you a lot of people were like whoa like they're probably just For like sure. that's a lot more details than they would have expected Yeah. so just knowing that prior to for sure right Um. you know what I went into this thing very green right I went to I tackled the bodybuilding industry and uh, you know that's, that's that was our clientele and I was like I was in Honestly, I look back, I'm like, man, I was a nobody in the industry. And I looked at, you know, there's a, there's guys like, I credit, uh, you know, like Dan Korea and stuff like that. And he was building a company called Muscle League Sweet. at the time. And I'm like, man, like this guy's Jack. This guy's like making stringers and stuff like that. And actually when he was in Edmonton, he actually gave me a stringer before I started the brand. What's a stringer? Uh, so like a, a, a tank. Oh, like, okay. But like a more, skinny one. Yeah. A little more revealing stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't fit in it. And Just he, hides the nipples. Oh yeah. Barely, barely <laughs> But I look at these guys and I was like, man, like I have no, I have, like, I have no place here. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, like, to like, everyone that wants to start something, like, I'm like, fuck thinking that way, right? I like like a lot of our, like, the, one of the first slogans that you know we, we rolled with, but you only actually see it in our shirts. Um, is this fuck the norm? You know, everything we're doing is like, I'm a five foot five Asian dude. You know, selling clothes to six foot four bodybuilders at the gym yeah. and like stuff like that. I look and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> right? Like, this doesn't even make sense sometimes, right? Um, that's a big thing, you know, like getting, getting started. You know, yeah. who cares what society says? You know, yeah. like, like with me, like being Asian, for one, people like go to school, do this, yeah. get a good job, you know, go to like Right? Like, we, we both all know that, right? And, but, this day and age, it's like, hey, go and try something. If it doesn't work out, try something new. Yeah. Right? And then, two, build contacts and leverage your contacts, right? Don't burn bridges. You know, go out there and, like, meet everyone you can. And you don't know when they'll be able to help you someday. Yeah. Right? And even, you know, like, um, I s- <laughs> it's funny I don't bring her up too often, but it's actually my web developer. Yeah. So Carrie, uh, she started. She actually started designing my website, um, right when I first started the brand. Cool. And she's like, "Hey, like I design a website." I'm like, "Cool, Carrie. Like, awesome. Thank you. Here's your hat. See you later." And then uh, she's like, "Okay, cool. Like, just let me know if you need help." I'm like, "Cool." And she's like, "Hey, you know what? I need some more hats." And we meet up again at the same Starbucks, and she's like, "Here, you know, let me know when you need help." Right? I'm like, "Okay, you know what? Let's get started on Persistent. this." Yeah, she was persistent, yeah. and uh, she just she just saw something in the brand, and she loved it. Yeah. She really wanted to be part of it, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's get started on this. Let's do it. And uh, with her, she's she's um, she just saw something, and uh, we're, we started rolling with it, right? We created then we started creating our first interface, and I was very particular about stuff, and I didn't even know what I was doing. Like I was yeah. like nitpicking things that don't even matter nowadays, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're just like, okay. 
Because uh, you're so new to it at the oh, same yeah. time, too. Right? I was trying to input inventory that we sold and stuff like that, and it's just like, I'm like, oh, I want to know how much I sold that year and all this yeah. stuff like that. You look back and you're like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? And, um, yeah, and then she became such a big part of the company. And now she's still a big part of the company, and like she runs all my background analytics, she runs all my marketing wow. in the back end that people don't even see, yeah. right? Um, you know, and that just came from a connection of selling her hats, and that's that's what I say. Like you know, you never know who you come across, yeah, and become you know a big part of the, your company, right? And um, so yeah, that's one of the big things I'd say. Number three, huh, that was a tough one. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to quantify it. I was like, might yeah. as well put three because I wasn't too sure if it'd be more or less or more. No, than for sure. Right. I mean, there's uh, there's always lots of things like you know, always just keep looking at different ways to uh, improve. And you know, if you don't like what you're doing, like just either don't do it yeah. or continue to like you know investigate different things. Like I get a lot of people like they come up to me like, oh man, I don't know. Like it's cool what you're doing. I don't know what to do with my life. I'm like, well, oh. what what have you tried? Right, like they're like, well, nothing yet. Like, well, try, do something. Right, like, yeah. you know, what what do you like to do in your hobbies? Right, do you teach dance or whatever it is? How do you how do you make money from that? You know, do you open your own studio one day, or do you just teach on the side, or you know, for yourself? You're like, you know, I wanna I wanna do jujitsu for the rest of my life. Yeah, like you now you're a coach, right? Exactly. You make money doing that, and then now you're playing influence outside of jujitsu, but it's linking you to this. And that's why it just expands. Exactly, it's insane. And then once you get that established, you know what? Let's pick a route. Yeah. You know the route that you, you know you see your future, and that's where you know that's why I say like when somebody wants to start something, you know, fuck the norm, decide and just try it, right? Build some connections, of course. and then also actually just go and try different avenues and think about what you what you want to do. That's cool. I, I think like people that. people have problems. Um, sitting by themselves and being alone yeah. and introspecting. Absolutely. You know, like how you mentioned when you were sitting with your friend drunk and you guys were saying, what do you do? What do you do? I'm pre- pretty sure that those talks in the car, just you two, played a big influence on you taking that leap. Absolutely. Right? So I feel like people, because they're so busy in their, in their nine to five, mm-hmm. and then they're like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? They'll think about it for maybe half an hour. Yeah. And then they'll go out to cactus or they'll go and get drunk yep. or on the themselves. weekend they'll distract themselves right, right? and yeah. it's like oh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i i have a friend who who's who's been saying for years he's gonna do something in the fitness industry yeah you know starting out like e-commerce business and it's been and it's been years yeah and i've we have coffees once in a while and i'm like so what's going on and now you know he's in his point of his life where he has family and kid and what, yeah. whatever the case and it's like oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna I'm still he's still believing that yeah. he's gonna do yeah. it but he's doing because it. it's I'm thinking about it for half an hour and then I'm just gonna whatever yeah for sure it's you're fun. content right like nowadays like a lot of people don't get tan complacent in what they are in their lives yeah. right like you know I I look at um, you know like I, I did sacrifice a lot to do what I get to do totally but um, people like you know what it's tougher a guy like him when he's got kids and a wife because you got to take care of somebody, right? There's other obligations um, and priorities. Exactly. Life, right? Whereas, like, I was able to, you know, chop down some of my expenses and do whatever it is to like, get away from that. And, yeah. but, you know, getting started was the biggest thing, right? Like, like even how many people go to the gym? You New Year's just happened, right? Like resolutions, and how many people are already done? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're a month and a half in. People are like, you know what? 
Screw it. Yeah. They just go back. And then you look at it, and summer's going to roll around. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to get on the healthy train again. Yeah. You do it for a month, and it's over. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it takes like longer than that to build a habit. And it's like, you know, you get that, what, 60 or 90-day rule. Yeah. Once you get that going, then it's like it becomes second nature. Right? It's like going to job, work on Monday. It's ingrained in our mind that we have to go to job on Monday. Yeah. It's not like, you know, but then people don't think of it that way. They're just like, you know, Oh man, this is yeah. the lifestyle. This is what I'm stuck to. Totally, it's a roller coaster of life, right? I mean, there, there's going to be the highs and there's going to be the lows, yeah. and it's going to come to a point where you have to ask yourself, okay, what sort of conversations am I having? Am I having with myself mm-hmm. when I am in those lows? And I'm actually curious for you, Steve. Have you had a moment with revival where you were at a low point, and you can maybe give us an idea of what that conversation looked like? Sure. with yourself yeah where you had to sit yourself down or with your team and go okay well how are we going to go about yeah. this i mean like i um i'd say the one low point that i you know think of a lot um is when i had lawsuits going on with my ex-business partner really? right uh we just kind of hit this thing we didn't work out together like things just went south and like you know i always find partnerships are tough somebody always thinks they're working harder than the other and you know in my case I was I was busting my ass to get these things out there and you know he was doing his own thing right which is good for him whatever works but uh, you know like and then I got hit with like personal vendetta lawsuits and things like that and I was like you know what like I can either fight this or I can just walk away from it I can just squash it and just be like hey I'm done right and those things like hit I hit a low pretty hard because I was like, you know what, if I just walk away from it, it'll probably be, it'll be done, mm-hmm. right? He, for one, didn't want to be part of the company anymore. Um, he, you know, a lot of people say different things about this, but this is like what I got hit with. It was like, he actually wanted to shut down the company. Really? Right. So if I walked away from it, I wouldn't have to spend all of my uh, money and lawyer fees. I spent a good chunk of my own personal finances on lawyer fees to fight for this company to keep it running keep it and running not liquidate anything exactly and like to, you know it was just and you know all I, it took was like you know what I'm done and that was I hit that was like my biggest low at the time yeah right and just dealing with that stuff and it's a constant reminder of this whole story thing that we you know the revival story like revival has its own revival story yeah right? the brand itself exactly mm-hmm. and but I mean there's no there's no perfect way to grow a company. There's no, you know, it, you're always going to go through certain things. Yeah. But that that instant allowed me to grow, a, you know, and even nowadays, like, we hit some hard days, right? You're just like, man, I can just walk away from this and be like, done. Yeah. Right? I can go back to my nine to five, make a decent salary again, you know, and not have to worry about my finances. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? We keep fighting for this because I truly believe in this. Exactly. And... But yeah, I mean, like the lows will come. Like every, everyone's gonna hit lows. I mean, you know, some days you're gonna be like, man, I, I hate editing, because I've done that with like getting to photography. You're just like, oh man, <laughs> I don't need me. to do this anymore. Trust me, I know, right? So, it was like that moment. Hey, I remember when we did that shoot. Yeah. At Hayabusa, and then it was. I think at that point it was pretty new to you when yeah. you were taking the photos, and then I was like, Steve, man, can you send me some of those pics so yeah. I can promote? Or, or shoot and then I, it was so new because you didn't get the chance to get around to oh, it for and then sure. it happens right whenever you're learning something new I, I love though when you talked about how you, you have to believe in what you're doing yeah right 
I find I'm a big sucker for the law of attraction for sure conversation yeah right like when you keep thinking about something and you keep telling yourself you're gonna get it all the stars are gonna align absolutely man. like everything will eventually follow suit yeah it's, it's one of those things where if you just keep believing in it and you're honest and you're putting yeah. some good stuff out there yeah. things will work out oh exactly and like I um you know, I see a lot of people who just kind of fake it till they make it. Yeah. Um, it I don't believe in that quote right. anymore. I used to. Oh, yeah. I can't really... It kind of irks me when I say that. Because yeah. why fake it? A lot of people, like, you know, with this whole Instagram thing nowadays, people are so... Like, I think it, it ruins a lot of things. Um, because, you know, everyone's just trying to, like, look like they're the next big, best thing. They're trying to one-up themselves or one-up somebody else all the time. Right? And it... It drives people to think they're not good enough or like you know, it's inadequate to start something or whatever it is yeah whereas like it's it should be totally different you know and um, you know let's say somebody posts or like rents a Lamborghini or something like that and they post about it oh yeah we have the sick brand and you know we're we're selling all this stuff and now we can afford to drive a Lambo around but like that's just so fake. Yeah. Right? And it drives people not to want to start. They're like, oh, how do I get to that point? Right? And I'd rather be very transparent with all my stuff. And that's why I showcase and tell my story the way it is. Exactly. There's a lot of authenticity exactly. behind it, right? Super neat. I like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Next thing I want to ask you, Steve, is when when we kind of put you in a place where you're on the second floor podcast and for you to get a better idea of how we brand ourselves we're really wanting to cultivate this idea behind bringing guests who are passionate about what they do who obviously thrive in whatever business that they're doing which is what you're doing and we want to know like how do you define what 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 it means to be on the second floor not just on our podcast but just in general like what does it mean to you to be on that next level. Cause we talk a lot about second floor mm-hmm. being on the next level, but you know, you're elevating in life. You're, sure. you're going forward. Yep. You know, there's no other direction than up. I could just say a million other metaphors, right? Yeah. But for you, how do you define being on the second floor? You know what? It's, um, the fact that I'm here is, you know, pretty humbling cause I get to tell my story. Yeah. And you know, the fact that people are interested in even hearing about this kind of stuff is, is pretty neat. And like, you know what, you gotta start somewhere. Right? Yeah. With you guys are like, you know, you guys, like you guys are telling me this is your first interview at this new spot. Yeah. Right. But your last one, you're like, oh, you know, I was getting out of there, blah blah. But you gotta start somewhere. Exactly. Right. And then you you guys even elevate yourself to the next level already without even knowing it. Of course. And then next thing you know, you're gonna be downtown loft somewhere, hopefully, you know, and get to do the same thing. Yeah. And that whole dynamic of it you guys, you know, you guys will keep growing. Your, your podcast will get better. The people you bring in are more interesting and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It just becomes a, you know, the next best thing. Exactly. Right? As long as you guys just keep working at it and you also, you know, keep looking at the next like big thing that can come up. Definitely. Right? And I think you guys will do well with it. You know, you guys are interesting. You're well-spoken. Thanks, for You know, that one video, I was just like, I was blown away. Yeah. That was awesome, dude, honestly. Yeah. And I remember ever since we started talking and then connecting with one another, yeah. I remember if you recall when we first started our, our friendship, I, I told you, I was like, I want to find a time where yeah. I can be able to address 
Bible Bible story. For sure. And then being able to do that with Quran and, and expressing it in a way where I actually got to share what it meant to me for sure. to represent the brand. Yeah. Right? Well, it's funny because you, you came to me first for your marketing side. Yeah. Before an athlete. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, you know what? Like, I think I'd rather offer you an athlete position than sign on because the marketing side is, is always... It's yeah. a whole different beast. It's, yeah. And it's interesting because, one, we're a small company that we can't afford to be like, you know what? Let's throw some marketing dollars at this and this yeah. and this. We're very homegrown stuff, right? Exactly. You know, we do test the waters on what we need to do. But mm-hmm. with you, you have a marketing background, one. Two is that you're also, you know, you're Kenny Bullock. Right? You're like, you know, you're that outspoken guy and you, you love to conversate with people. You're, yeah. you're good with people. Thanks, right? man. Like I met with you first and then I was like, you know what, I'll introduce you to the two business partners and yeah. you know who you are, right? And exactly. that's where, like, that's where I think you can take this thing because of your personality. Definitely. Right? That's awesome, man. Thank you for saying that. And I, I guess just so we can let people know how they can better contact you. Yeah. Do you mind letting the audience know how they can best reach you? Absolutely. Uh, to connect with you personally or to yeah. even get to know your brand more? Absolutely. So like with the, the product page, you can find more of it on uh, revival.apparel on Instagram, uh, on Facebook as well. And uh, like through me, you can find me on Instagram at steveliang.rvl. Awesome. And uh, you know, honestly, I don't mind answering questions and you know, it's, it's, pretty humbling people wanting to even contact me about stuff like this you know I started with 300 followers I still don't have a huge following but the fact that people want to like hey you know what let's get to know this guy for more than yeah. just a brand that's awesome um, it's yeah it's it's pretty cool feeling yeah that's so, awesome yeah, but yeah you guys can hold, hold me at any time there good stuff um, and then I mean always by email it's always easy to yeah, of course but, uh, yeah and then I mean easiest way is social media these days Awesome. So we all connect to each other. Exactly. So. Well, there you have it, guys. We have Steve Leeing here who took the time to come out today. Uh, we all know how hard it was to get Steve in here. <laughs> He's a very busy guy, right? But I'm very glad you came Thank through, you. man. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate uh, it. I do want to let everybody know, actually, if you guys do want to take a look at Steve Leeing's apparel or revival and you want to purchase um, some of his gear, I highly recommend you do so. You can use my discount code kflow on the website and you can receive a pretty kick-ass discount absolutely so i highly recommend it and thank you for coming out steve no thank you that was awesome that's a wrap it's a wrap